we are uh, continuing in our series that we, be, we started a few weeks ago. <clears throat> and, uh, and the series is entitled The series is entitled, Love Your Neighbor. Yes, the series is entitled, Love Your Neighbor. Um, we're going somewhere. We've been looking at and holding it up, holding love up and looking at it from all its size and dimensions and analyzing it. And, and, and we're going somewhere. It's something God is after. And we... We want to see it. Amen? Amen. Amen. And, and today, uh, our stop is in uh, the book of Luke. The book of Luke. We're going to stop in the book of Luke and in the 10th chapter. You heard a portion of the, the scripture read this morning. Uh, you heard a portion of the scripture read this morning. And, and so the the, the uh, pericope is, is in verses 25 through 37, but you've heard a few verses read, so I'm going to just pick up reading at verse 30. I'll pick up reading at verse 30. Luke chapter 10, and I'll begin reading at verse 30. Uh, this is af after Jesus was asked to uh, wise question about who is my neighbor. Jesus replied, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now by chance, a priest was going down that road. And when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he journeyed, came to where he was, and when he saw him, he had compassion. He went to him and bound up his wounds, pouring on oil and wine, then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him and whatever more you spend, I will repay when I come back. Which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among robbers. He said, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, you go and do likewise. You go and do likewise. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, Lord, we uh, come now, Lord, uh, honoring and recognizing Humbly, Lord, into your presence. Uh, thankful, God, that you make a way for us, that you invite us in, 
and that is holy and is righteous and is just and is mighty and is as powerful as you are, Lord, you tell us to come and approach boldly. Lord, we thank you. We thank you now that um, your word that you've given to us, Lord, we have the opportunity to sit in, in your sanctuary and open. Lord, we pray now to hear your very voice. Uh, Lord, that we would grow to know your heart, that we would desire it above all else, and that we would go after it, Lord, according to your will. Thank you, Lord, for those that are gathered here. Pray your grace and peace on each and every one and every household that's represented here, Lord. And God, we thank you, Lord, for all of the answered prayers that you've answered so far, Lord. And we thank you, Lord, for those that are still out there, Lord, uh, uh, waiting to be answered, Lord, but that are in your hands. Oh, Lord, we recognize, Lord, that in your hands is the best place for any aspiration, any hope, any desire to be. And here we are in your hands, Lord. Have your way in this time among this people, uh, Lord. Impact not only us, but those that are uh, viewing, Lord, uh, online, God. Uh, ho however, Lord, uh, they would encounter you, Lord. We pray that we would be impacted and forever changed. I ask for fresh anointing, Lord, to preach your word and anointing to be present to receive it. Father, let the words of my mouth and the meditations of my heart be acceptable in your sight. Because, Lord, you're my strength and you're my redeemer. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 I, I attended a uh, second district Wilmington, second district community council meeting uh, yesterday to hear from the neighbors in that, in that district and, and, and listen to a presentation on emergency preparedness, emergency preparedness. And uh, there in the, in the building, since it was so warm, the, the door was propped open. And, and on a couple of occasions, uh, people would just wander in who weren't there for the meeting. Um, some looked uh, disheveled and disoriented and, and spoke out, uh, disrupting the meeting. And the hosts were, were gracious and, and offered a, a seat and, and, and food. Um, but each time, as the folks declined, and, and then just wandered back out of the door. One woman in the room uh, would, uh, un, unprompted, would, would get up and then go out after the person when they left the room. Uh, and, and as she talked to them and checked in with each of them, I, I immediately realized I was seeing authentic neighbor love. Uh, watching her, I, 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 was, I was challenged I, I was <clears throat> to, to, to examine whether I was satisfied with 
just offering nice gestures that let me hurry up and get back to my agenda. Or, or, or if, if I was inclined to this woman's kind of, of neighbor love challenge. What, what, what God is after is, is obvious in the text today. And, and, and we should all be uh, hearing it, challenged to love. That's, that's the title of the message today, challenged to love. Challenged to love. Luke, 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 the, the, the physician, the Gentile, the uh, companion of the Apostle Paul, uh, uh, Luke, um, the historian, uh, in his gospel account, he, he has a habit, depending on who you are, you can say a bad habit or a good habit, he has a habit of highlighting Jesus loving on the outcast of society. It's Luke's habit. His, his, his interactions, Jesus' interactions reverse the typical expectations of the day. <clears throat> and Luke says, I get it. I, I, I got it all. <clears throat> it's only in Luke's account that we find this familiar parable labeled affectionately the Good Samaritan. <clears throat> in it, Jesus magnifies God's command of neighbor love with a shocking illustration of that love in action. Here. I, I have a thought for us to hold on to, and, and, it's, and it's just this. Fully loving God should actively overflow onto those he created. Fully loving God should actively, actively overflow onto those he created. Uh, <clears throat> This is, this is uh, if you would, a, a, a second kind of love. Last week we talked about the first love. And, and this, this second kind of love, I, I'll say this, uh, is always second because it requires the first love, that love of God, to be, uh, for it to be in order. It, it needs to have that or it'll be out of order. It never uh, replaces but it proves out that first love. Uh, um, it helps make it visible and tangible in the world. It, it, help makes, it helps to make uh, uh, loving God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength evident to those who see you in the world. The second kind of love I call this neighbor love. This, this, this neighbor love, uh, it, it, it considers self it, this neighbor love crosses boundaries, unbiased. This neighbor love is compassionate, and this neighbor love is costly. We'll, we'll, we'll go back. We'll go back through those. We'll go back through those, and, and you'll see them again. Uh, the, the, the text says, and behold, a lawyer stood up and put him to the test saying, teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? He said to him, what is, what is written in the law? How do you read it? 
And he answered, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and all, with, with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. And he said to him, you have answered correctly. Do this and you will live. But he, desiring to justify himself, said to Jesus, and who is my neighbor? Who is my neighbor? The, the lawyer, uh, 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 not like our lawyers today. We, this is nothing against lawyers. This, the lawyer, uh, expert in interpreting the law of God, like the scribes, uh, same role here, uh, was a perfect example of, of who Jesus was pointed to earlier in this chapter of the wise people that he prayed about who just didn't get it. Uh, um, they, they had it memorized and could quote it. They, they knew the verses, but it wasn't mixed with faith. So, so they constantly missed Jesus, the main point. Uh, he uses the, uh, this lawyer, he uses the most important subject that every human being in this world will have to settle. He uses that most important subject to play word games with Jesus. This question of eternal destiny. He thought that's what he should be doing. How to ensure life with God and his kingdom forever. He's testing Jesus. One, one reason he tests Jesus like this, uh, other than having a, a, a no faith to recognize who he is, is because he actually thinks he already has the answer and has that life. He, he's testing him. He, he, he thinks he's in that place of privilege. Uh, uh, he thought it was easy work when Jesus asked him the question, uh, uh, what does it say? He rattles off uh, Deuteronomy 6, 4 and, and Leviticus 19 and 18. He, he, to love God with everything you are and to love your neighbor like yourself. Easy work. When, and when Jesus says, you're right, I imagine he thought to himself, of course, I'm right. But he wasn't ready to be confronted about actually doing that love. But Jesus, this is who he is. He, he, he directs, he exhorts, he challenges him. If you know it, do it. Yeah. Jesus says, go do that love and you'll have the life that you're asking about. Oh, that, that, that says something. What do you what do? You do? Uh, just a question. When, when God's word confronts you and finds you lacking, what do you do? What do you do? Uh, 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 somebody said that never happens to me. Uh, do, 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 you, do you submit to it? Or, or try to work your way around it. You try to bend God's will to your will. Pray about that. Um, this, this, this Lord, he wanted to look right versus accepting the correction of Jesus to be right. Uh, so, so, he tries to manipulate the meaning of the scripture to suit himself and, and, and ask the question, who is my neighbor? 
Who is my neighbor? Before we get to go to Jesus' response on that, I just want us to notice something quickly. The, the difference between uh, the first love and the second love, <clears throat> the, the man quoted them both together, but now he's trying to pull them apart. The first love, uh, that, that complete devotion toward God that we talked about last week, the, the all-in love, everything love, um, it, it's, it's simply the reasonable and expected response of those that God has created and he's crowned with his steadfast love and his mercy. It's due him as the holy and, and sovereign God. He deserves it. That's that first love, but this second love, love for, for neighbor, <clears throat> because it, that command adds the words, as you love yourself, <clears throat> it calls for honest reflection on both what you have received and desire from others and from the Lord. It, it causes you to reflect on uh, what, what he's done, how, how, how he, he, he's broken down walls to, to get to you. Uh, uh, the command, <clears throat> watch this, the command considers your tendency, your own tendency to protect, to nurture, and seek what's best for yourself all the time. Love your neighbor as yourself. Uh, uh, and, and then it says, uh, you, you got that tendency, and then it says, Give that to somebody else. Keep that same energy with your neighbor. The command, the command gives you that. Whereas the, the, the love of God responds to God, we love him because he first loved us, correct? Um, this neighbor love isn't just a reaction to how they've loved you. In fact, it doesn't even ask if they've loved you or not, uh, or, or, or if they did anything to deserve it. Just give them what you believe you deserve. The neighbor love is calling. Look, and, and before anybody launches into the, uh, you know, what if somebody doesn't love themselves? I, I, I just offer that that's more rare than you can imagine. Uh, I'll tell you that most folks tend to overlove themselves than to fall short of loving themselves. Even those who live damaging lives still love themselves. Um, they love themselves. If you don't, you don't believe me? You just let's just take a group photo right now, and then after we, I was going to say develop the photo. I'm. <laughs> After we, after we take the photo and look at it instantly, uh, 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 I guarantee as each one of us looks at it, we'll be looking for one face on that photo. And if that one face is not looking its best, we say, delete the whole thing. Don't worry about the 70 others. We love ourselves. We love ourselves. But beside that... Uh, um, Loving like you love self, it, 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 it really just to des describe the scope of the love, but that first command toward God is still the motivation for the love. It, it's, it's at the heart, it's at the root. 
So it's, it's one thing to love God, but to truly be truly loving a neighbor, that's, a, that's an extremely high bar uh, for people to reach. It's, it, it's hard. It, Paul explains how love fulfills the law there in Romans chapter 13 and verse 10. He, he said, love does no wrong to a neighbor. Therefore, love is the fulfilling of the law. Love. Um, the lawyer likely had been reciting this command to love God twice daily, the Shema, uh, uh, but, but the love of neighbor had become for him a subjective issue for debate. He had separated. By this time, uh, uh, not just him, people of his, his ilk had, the, the a neighbor had been narrowed down to, to only a, a, a fellow Jew or, or, or someone from within the Jews, someone from the same faction of the Jews, like the Pharisees, their group, or, 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 or even only those who were perceived to be righteous. Those are the ones you owe love to. Um, in other words, those who look and think and act like you. Those, those, those were the name. He was basically asking Jesus for a list of who he could exclude from having to demonstrate neighborly love toward. That's what he was, that's what he was after. And knowing the lawyer's broken idea of neighbor love, Jesus responds with a parable to, to get, get him to the right question. He says, Jesus replied in verse 30, a man was going down from Jerusalem to Jericho and he fell among robbers who stripped him and beat him and departed, leaving him half dead. Now, by chance, a priest was going down that road and when he saw him, he passed by on the other side. So likewise, a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, he passed by on the other side. This story uh, it's tragic, but it starts off with a, with a twist for, for the Jewish audience who would have been listening, uh, who, who probably thought when those, when those two men of God showed up that they were going to take care of things for this poor man on this road, surely. But Jesus paints a different picture that, than, than what was expected. The priest who was in charge of, of worship at the temple and, and representing the people before God, he looked over at, at the man and decided he wanted no part of what was going on with that man. And he kept it moving. The Levite, who was number two, assisting the priest in the temple. I mean, these people were from good stock. They were from Moses' family and Aaron's family. Uh, they were chosen by God. This Levite seemed to even come closer to the scene. It looked hopeful, uh, like he was trying to figure out if this was someone he should help or not. But his answer was not. And he kept it moving. Uh, and the disappointment would have been palpable uh, because uh, um, Jesus, Jesus describes Two so-called holy men avoiding an act that holiness calls for. Anybody know what it is? called mercy. <laughs> um, Micah tells us about it. Micah chapter 6, verse 8. Look, uh, people, 
people have tried to uh, take this parable and add their twists and turns to it. They, they try to make the issues for the priests and the Levite. The issue was that they were possibly in a hurry to carry out their religious duties. That's why they didn't stop. And they were worried about contaminating themselves with a, with a corpse because the man looked dead. And, or, or, or maybe they were uh, just wisely worried about being the next victims of, uh, on that dangerous road. They used to call it the bloody way, that road down to Jericho. Uh, um, they, 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 they could have thought this person did something to deserve the position they were in. They got what they deserve, so why help them? Uh, the, but Jesus doesn't tell us. Jesus is giving the parable. He doesn't tell us uh, what their motives were. Uh, and it actually doesn't matter what they were doing or, or not doing or, or thinking or not thinking. The real issue is that they didn't see themselves in the man lying half dead on the road. Uh, so, so, so being unlike them, they didn't love him like they loved themselves. Y'all with me? Uh, uh, there's no way you would leave yourself bleeding out on the side of a road if you could help it. No matter what the cause, the reason, circumstances. Look, Jesus gives no excuse for the failure of, of the first two uh, folks who passed by this crime scene. He just introduces casually the third traveler and, and that's where the whole story gets scandalous uh, he says in verse 33 but a Samaritan as he journeyed came to where he was and, and when he saw him he had compassion act like you're hearing it for the first time he, he, he went to him and bound up his wounds pouring on oil and wine then he set him on his own animal and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And the next day, he took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper saying, take care of him. And whatever more you spend, I will repay when I come back. The Samaritan, but a Samaritan. Bible readers, New Testament Bible readers, at least when we, when we read, when we, uh, uh, we might expect when, when all hope is lost that, that there would be in that place a but God to intervene on our behalf. That's what we would be looking for. Instead, Jesus inserts but a Samaritan. No one would have been expecting a Samaritan to come to the rescue when, when a man is lying at the point of death. A Samaritan, but a Samaritan. In fact, uh, uh, not only would they not have expected, he would have been despised by the listening crowd because of, uh, of, of the history and the, and the hatred between them. They had real beef, the Jews and the Samaritans. Um, but, but this is who Jesus picks to demonstrate a neighbor love. Jesus picks him. And what does he do? Here, here's what he does. We see him first uh, acting unbiased or impartially as he considers this neighbor love. Uh, he, 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 it's assumed that the, this victim dying on the road 
was not a Samaritan, or the first two would have never been expected to help at all. So it's assumed, uh, but, but, but this Samaritan, regardless of who he is, uh, he, he chose to render help. It didn't, it didn't matter who the person was or, or why they ended up near dead on that road. This Samaritan acted like the neighborly love should. So he was unbiased. Amen. And he crossed a boundary. He, he, he went forward, no matter what it, it looked like. Look, he, but he was also compassionate. He was compassionate. Not, not, not content to just look and then move on. Seeing the, the wounded man there, he was compassionate. He was deeply moved from the core of his being to do something. Uh, the, the scripture uses this word compassion most often to describe Jesus' response to people in need. Compassion. It's, it's different than sympathy. Sympathy sits and sends wishes, but compassion comes close and it does whatever it can to help. Compassion moves. Uh, uh, the Samaritan compassionately cleaned and bandaged the wounds. He administered first aid, but, 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 but doing all he could, it called for even more. <clears throat> Here's where the neighbor love gets costly. It's costly. I'm not sure how far the, the end was, from, <clears throat> but, but this Samaritan was, was willing to walk so the beaten man could ride on his animal. Are y'all watching the Samaritan? Look at him. Uh, then it, then it, it cost him whatever time it took uh, to, to care for the wounded man uh, on the road and at the inn. Remember, he, 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 was already, he was on his own journey. He had places to go, people to see. Would you be willing to set your own journey aside to provide what someone else needs? Then, then that, that seems like that's enough cost, but then it also cost him, I'm going to lose two-thirds of you. It also cost him some treasure. It also cost him some treasure. Uh, <clears throat> when he needed to continue on his way so that the man's care would continue, the Samaritan paid what, what was equivalent to two days of wages that, that some estimate would have, would have covered the Samaritan's, I mean, the uh, wounded man's stay for two more months if he needed to. Two more months of room and board for this man. At the end, and then using his good name like a credit card, he committed to cover anything additional that the care of the man might cost. He didn't just cover the man for that time. He covered 
the future needs of the man. I know somebody like that. He covered the future needs. He didn't just take care of what was. He covered his future needs. Y'all not with me. But listen, which, which of these three do you think proved to be a neighbor to the man who fell among robbers? He said, responding to Jesus, the one who showed him mercy. And Jesus said to him, not right answer, good answer. He said, you go and do likewise. You go and do likewise. Uh, Jesus, he drives home his point with one last question, steering now the lawyer to recognize that identifying your neighbor begins with first choosing to be a loving neighbor. Uh, Instead of who is my neighbor, the question should have been, how can I be a neighbor who loves? That's what he needed to be getting from Jesus. Having a, a real issue, this man with impartial love, uh, this lawyer, he had an issue with it. Uh, the, the lawyer could hardly form his lips to acknowledge the Samaritan. He wouldn't even say it, but, but he knew uh, he was the one blatantly doing neighbor love. He knew he, he, it was no getting around it. What, what, would, what would compel, uh, I'm digging, use your sanctified imagination if you would. What would compel the Samaritan to show so much love towards someone who was different from him ethnically and, and, and unable to do anything for him in return? What, 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 what would get into him? What, what, where the Levite and the priest seem unable to see themselves in that person or position and respond in love, it's as if the Samaritan could see himself in, in need of, of that kind of love, and, and he gave it. Not only, not only is there no way to love God with all you have and not love your neighbor, but that neighbor love will always be hindered when we can't see ourselves in the face of the person who's in need of the love. It's going to always be hindered. Jesus challenges this lawyer and us. He says, go, be blatant and unbiased, demonstrating compassionate costly love to whoever God puts in your path. Uh, no, no need to look around and ask, be asking, who's your neighbor? God will supply an abundance of neighbors and neighbor love opportunities when we're willing to be neighbors and love them like we should. God will take care of the neighbors. Have you ever seen neighbor love in action have you ever seen it before? Some, some from our church uh, uh, last, just last Saturday showed themselves to be loving neighbors at, at the Sunday breakfast uh, mission. They went to serve others who had a need, and it, it cost them their time. Uh, they, they, they couldn't and didn't expect anything in return. Uh, they didn't spend time debating why the folks they were reaching out to had the need. They just acted compassionately toward them. 
Uh, uh, that's, that's a physical need. Sometimes the first aid is a spiritual first aid. Uh, we had some from the church uh, deciding to go into a neighborhood and just walk through and pray for the neighborhood. Uh, that, that's a spiritual. It's a loving of the neighbor. Now, as a, as, a, as, as, a, as a group of people here all gathered together, we might all be at different stages in responding to God's call to love. Uh, 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 some may, may, ju- may be just recognizing what it means, and some might be walking in it already, but realize that it needs to be a bigger part of their lives. Um, uh, and, and others may, may still be selectively choosing and asking the question that this lawyer asked Jesus. Uh, no, no matter where you are in this, in, this, in this journey, no matter where you are, like this lawyer, we, all of us, we, we come short of this neighbor love and need to rely on Jesus's love to inhabit, to, to fill and overflow in us. Uh, he, he, he told us, if we remember, that without him, we can do nothing. But, but with him, we can do neighbor love. When, when we remember the love we required and received. Uh, we, we, we are, we'll, we'll be more inclined to show it toward others when we remember what, what, what we need, even, even when they're different, even when it costs us, even though we may never receive back what we give. Even then, even then, somebody's still hesitant. Anybody that's still concerned about the cost of neighbor love, consider the cost of, of, of love that God carried out on our behalf. Uh, when we were basically in the condition of this person on the road, when we were, like the Bible says, dead in our, in our trespasses and in our sins, when, when there was suddenly, uh, unexpectedly, uh, a but God who was rich in mercy, who showed up bringing us all we needed for life. He was willing to cross many boundaries for us to to get to us and and pay what it cost for us on the cross to revive us and give us life. He's then sent his Holy Spirit to provide for us until he returns. But since he paid for our salvation in full, we only need to wait until he comes back for us. Oh, he's good. Consider it. Because of him, we inherit eternal life. And now the only true debt we owe in our lives is to love. It's the only debt. While we wait for him, we are commanded to. We are challenged to be loving neighbors. Loving neighbors. Are you ready to love those God puts in your path? Are you ready to love those God puts in your path? They may be your physical neighbors, your community neighbors, your work neighbors, your your stranger neighbors, whoever it is. God calls us to love and to be loving neighbors.
Let's, let's pray. If you would, if you would, if you would. Uh, uh, there's a prayer I'd like us to share together as we close this word. There's a prayer I'd like us to share together. If you, if you would, if you would, if you would. Uh, we can all pray along together. <laughs>